Welcome to episode 61 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Mazel, and I'm the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. We are wrapping up June. I can't believe it, you guys. Like, time flies, and especially in summertime. Sometimes I feel like summer goes way faster than winter. I don't know why. But regardless, my last guest for June for the topic of service is somebody that obviously all of you know and again he is literally besides sam morris he is my most requested repeat guest and i love having this human on monday state of mind but but before we get in to him dropping major gold about service i want to let all of you know that if this is your first time tuning into monday state of mind after you finish listening to this episode, head on back to episode one and take those five minutes that that episode consists of to get to know me a little bit better and the why behind Monday State of Mind, all right? <sighs> okay, okay. Are you guys ready? I don't know if I'm ready. I mean, before he got on this morning to record, I saw my schedule for, th- for today and I was like, yes, I get to spend time with this human talking about something that he is so passionate about. And I know without a doubt, you all are going to feel what I feel from him when he talks about service and the importance of service. And so, like I always say, I don't introduce my guests, they introduce themselves. And so, I mean, come on, you amazing human, go ahead and let everybody know, you know, who you are again. Sure. Thanks, Michael. Uh, before I do that, I just want to say it's always so much fun to be here, and I'm so grateful to get some time to to just chat with you however I can get it, because I know we're both pretty busy people, so I also saw this on my calendar, was like, oh, yes, like, this is this is great, so I love getting to sit down and do this with you, and I appreciate you inviting me and, and having me on here, uh, always happy to share my experience, and especially with you, it's a lot of fun, so I am Brian Tierney. I work with BT. <laughs> I'm the clinical outreach manager for Red Rock Recovery Center, but uh, me and Michael did uh, work together at the Harmony Foundation for a little while there, and it was a little dream team situation. So it was a ton of fun. Let's get into this, Brian. So, of course, when I wanted this to be a topic on the podcast, you were the very first one that I thought about because you actually made me really have an appreciation and love for service that I didn't really have until I met you. And we would have conversations, whether it was at work or outside of work. And I was like, wow, like this is, this is important. I would love it. You could share that with, with the world today. So when I just even say the word service and you can even give us a little backstory of how, of how service, you know, became such an integral part of your life. What does that mean to you? The word service? I've had different relationships with with the word service. I think before I got into recovery, it just sounded like a burden. And I was like, who's got time for this? Like, I don't want to volunteer places. I don't want to do any of that kind of stuff. 
But when I got into recovery, that shifted my perspective on a lot of things, on a lot of different things about how I perceive the world and how I perceive myself interacting with everything around me. And service was one of those things that was strongly suggested that I do. And uh, I was first introduced to to my like new understanding and new relationship with service through the 12 step communities. So it was a big thing when I came in the rooms that, uh, this time around, um, I was really hook, line and sinker. Like I'm going to do whatever anybody says. I really had that gift of desperation. Right. And I, I went all in, like I drank the juice, whatever. Like I, I did it. I was like, you're going to tell me what to do. Y'all are going to tell me what to do. I'm going to listen. I'm going to do it. And uh, you know, service was a big, part of what I was told to do. And I just jumped in and I did it. And that awakened something for me, something deeper that I think a lot of us have already in us and it's just buried or forgotten or whatever it is. And I I jumped, jumped into the service aspect and part of my recovery service is a huge aspect, not just in the 12 step space, but outside of it too. I was encouraged to be working a, a peer-based community program like 12 Steps to be involved in just some kind of service project outside of that as well. So I always volunteer with a nonprofit. And then I also do you know what I do for work, which is work in addiction treatment. So I have a pretty busy life, but I don't know how to exist and stay balanced without that service aspect. Anytime I dial it back, I, I, I get unbalanced a little bit. And for me, I think so much of what my life was before I came into this round of recovery, I really felt worthless. I really felt like I didn't have anything to give to other people. I just took away and caused harm. Like that's, that was the ripple effect of my life before I got into recovery and then getting into recovery, I got to rediscover this relationship with things that I have to give. And I always have time to give. And I I have these things and it felt good to be contributing to something. It felt good to be engaging in a sense of purpose and creating a positive ripple effect around my life through the gifts of my recovery. And anytime I stopped doing that, it quickly kind of resets to my default programming and I can um, find myself a little unbalanced. So I always incorporate some, some kind of service. So for me, it's like a 12 step home group and I always have a service commitment. I have been sober, you know, five years now and there hasn't been any period during that time where I haven't had a home group with a service commitment. Right. And then on top of that, just the nonprofit volunteering, I've always maintained some level of volunteering with something. Some re- It's usually recovery oriented for me. Having that as well also gives me another space to kind of engage in giving back to something. So right now for me, it's working with the nonprofit uh, Colorado Artists in Recovery. Previously, it's been it was working with Urban Peak, which did uh, worked with homeless youth. Before that, it was a treatment center called Cedar. And I also did some volunteer work with, with young people in recovery at one time. And that was just, you know, over the years, I just always kind of find like, where can I give to, to something, something in my time that's reasonable. And I've just fit it into my schedule and I make it work. You know, I got a lot on my plate, but anytime I take that stuff, like that service stuff off my plate, my ego comes back in all kinds of selfishness and that stuff just, um, 
seems to creep back in for me. But when, when I stay engaged with that service stuff, even when I'm like, oh man, I really don't want to do this meeting today for this volunteer. I don't want to do this event. And I go and I do it. And I always have like a, some kind of a magical experience. There's no other way for me to put it where I get to be there. And like, I'm not getting paid to be here. I'm not like, I'm here because I want to give what I have and I want to share something and feel like I'm worth something. And before I got into recovery, I just had no way to sustain a feeling of feeling worthy, you know, and service allows me to do that. So. I love that you said that it's that sense of worth, right? And we always talk about on this podcast, our state of mind and perspective is everything. And I loved how you said it's not about, cause sometimes we're like, I don't want to do this. Like this sucks. And then we end up doing it. And it's like, look what we gain when we give. Right. And so Brian, could you speak a little bit to, to that perspective, that mindset shift? Because I'll be honest in early recovery, like till I really got into service work, I was like, why, like, what is the point? Just kind of like what you said. And I would get frustrated because again, I couldn't put my ego in my back pocket, that perspective of humility and, you know, knowing that it's a gift. And so I would love if you could kind of speak on that. Yeah. So much of my life was driven by ego and fear and coming from a place of scarcity. Like I didn't have enough in my life. So why am I going to waste my time volunteering somewhere? What does that do for me? And that's, that's a lot of my ego talk in there because the ego is interested in, in what it wants. Right. And as long as you keep that in balance, that's not the worst thing in the world. And, you know, you, you want to have ambition in your life and all that stuff. But as an alcoholic and an addict, like I, my ego can get out of balance real quick. It gets way too big or way too small or whatever it is. Like, it's tough to just keep it in the right spot. Service definitely helps me keep it balanced. So the shift there was, yeah, I don't want to do this stuff. I don't get it. You know, being in the 12 step community, it's having you know, using a little bit of faith to just be like, all right, just because I don't understand it, I'm still going to do it. Like, I'm just going to show up and see what happens. And that's, that's been my experience in the, in the 12 step space where like, I don't know why going to meetings and like being of service helps me stay balanced and regulates. I just know that it does. And I have faith that if I do those things that were suggested to me in the beginning of my recovery, if I go back and do that at any point, if I'm having, going through a challenging experience in life, I go back and do those basic things that I was doing in my early recovery. Things just seem to balance out. And I don't know why, but I just do it. For the service aspect, I think it was in the beginning, it was a little bit of gifts of desperation and a little bit of faith that like, okay, I'm going to do this. I don't know why it works. I don't know why they're telling me to show up early and shake people's hands or show up why it's so important to like make sure there's coffee before people show up and all that stuff or to stay afterwards and pick up chairs and cigarette butts or whatever it is like, but I just did it and I did it enough. And I start to felt good that like, Oh, I'm contributing something here. It may be small and my ego will say it's pointless, but I somewhere deeper tells me it's not. And uh, I move through that and I go like, I'm showing up to something with some level of integrity. And I'm, I, I said, I was going to do something and now I'm doing it. And there's no one's paying me to do it. There's, at, at the time, there's no perceived benefit of doing it. I now understand the value and benefit of doing it. But at first I, I didn't, but I just, I, I just went through and I did it. And I came to realize that this relationship of being able to contribute to something, be able to give to something helped me feel like, like I can affect things positively around me and I can contribute. And if nobody does these things and 
there's not going to be coffee there or there's not going to be like the place is going to be a mess or no one's going to have the chair set up and like someone's got to do it. Right. And if everyone takes the mindset of, I don't feel like doing it, then it doesn't get done. It does feel like I'm actually doing something and that, that feels good. It feels good to contribute. So that's kind of the perspective shift happened over time in the beginning. It was just kind of blind faith and I'm ready to do whatever y'all tell me to do. And, uh, it moved into feeling like, wow, like I have the potential to give here. Like I, I can interact with the world and positively affect it rather than take from it and cause harm because that's all I knew what I was doing. That's all I thought about the world before I came into recovery. So the perspective shift, it, it was slow sometimes, but even to this day, I'll think about something to be like, man, I would rather just like do anything else than go to this meeting right now or like help set up this event for this nonprofit or whatever it is. And I, I know that that's my ego talking. I know that that's a different part of me talking and I just go, okay, I hear you, but we're going to do it anyway, because we agreed to do it. Whenever I have that feeling before, like a volunteer service event or something like that, that feeling of not wanting to do it. Uh, and I still go do it. I always have the best experience afterwards. Like I, it's always, it's like amplifies it. I don't know why, uh, but it always, I always come out the other end like, God, man, I was thinking about not coming to this today. What a, what a mistake that would have been. You know, there was something that you said to me, Brian, that I will never forget. And Mary actually said it when she talked about service, but I will never forget you telling me when we were working together, we were talking about service and you were like, you know, Michael, service is not about telling people what you do or that you did something. It's that you're doing it because you can, you don't go in and you don't run home to your, your roommates, your husband, your wife, your significant other. And you're like, Hey, guess what I did? Like I picked up trash. I put a grocery cart away. I volunteered at this place because that's not the purpose of it. The purpose of service and, and excuse me if I don't remember it all correctly, but the purpose of service is to do it because you can, like that's the humility part of it. Like that's being humble. When I go and do service or I think about it, I think of you and I'm like, you know what? I get to do this. Like, I don't have to tell the world how awesome Michael is because she went and did this really great thing on her spare time. I love that you said that, like that really humbled me. And it made me have a, a better understanding of really the why behind the service. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that. On one of the four steps I did in the 12 step world, you take inventory, right? One of the things that popped up that was a resentment for me was these like YouTube videos of people like going to the homeless and being like, Oh, here's 20 bucks. Like, they do this whole show. And it's <laughs> like, that's not, that's about them. That's so much about their ego and attention. And, and we can do that too on, on different levels. And I've definitely done it. I've done, I've done it before. And luckily I had good mentors and sponsors to be like, Hey, you're, you're doing service at this point. You're just trying to feed your ego. Like you want to feel important. You want to feel like, look how good of a person I am. I, and I'm going around and I'm telling everybody and, you know, to a degree, that's not the most harmful thing in the world, but it definitely takes away from the spiritual experience you can have through doing service when you're just feeding your ego with your, with kind of like, look at how, you know, you're just kind of look at how cool and good I am. I'm such a, you're just presenting that image of how you want the world to perceive you. And that is, 
very similar to uh, some things I did in my addiction. Like I was constantly propping up and I was worried about what you thought about me. And I created a web of bullshit to try and manipulate how you perceived me. And in recovery, we can do, we still do that stuff. And um, one of the ways it, it gets done is through like, I guess, touting how much service you do and what you do. And that can just move into an ego feed. And then really, who is the service about at that point? That's not really altruism in any sense. That's really just an ego feed. And if you, for me as an alcoholic and, and an addict, if I'm building up my ego too much, then it, it's, it's never, it never ends well. And on the opposite side of that, like it is kind of nice to remind myself if I'm ever feeling down and my ego is too small or whatever, and I'm, I'm really diminished. Right. And I'm really feeling sorry about myself. I can go like, you know what? Like I am a good guy. Like I, I do this, I do that. And you know, it's good that on both ends, service can help us balance out a little bit. Like if I take the right mindset with it, I'm going in there with the intention of how can I serve and be of service to whatever interaction I'm going into right here. And on the other end, it's, it's nice to remind myself that if my disease is kind of getting in my head and I'm spiraling out with a negative thought or something like that, I can uh, remind myself that like, let's just check the facts. Oh, I volunteer here. I do this. I, I've helped this person the other day. Like, oh yeah, I am a pretty decent human being today. So that can help me balance out on the other end too. So it is uh, a lot of what recovery is for me today is, is a balancing act. It's not getting rid of something or you know, moving anything around. It's, it's just finding the right balance with everything. And the 12-step lingo would be staying right-sized. Like I'm just trying to stay right-sized today. So I think- Oh, I uh, love the yeah, right size. Yeah. Ah, it's so true. And the whole time we're recording this podcast, I'm like, we're not supposed to be talking about the service work, but we got to talk about it so that everybody <laughs> knows what to do. <laughs> I was yeah. One of the last things I want to ask you to touch on too is- because sometimes people can't get a commitment, right? When they get into early recovery, like uh, all the commitments are taking are taken in their home group. Instead of just identifying service work with home groups or just with 12 steps, what are other ways that you find yourself being of service on a daily basis? Like I've shared on the podcast, one of the things I do, and I, what, I mean, I'm sharing it because I want to help you guys not to gloat, okay? But like I, one of my favorite things to do really is take a grocery cart back to the store. And if I see an old person unloading their groceries and I will ask, Hey, I'll take your cart back for you. Just little things like that. So I just wanted to ask, like, do you have any suggestions for these amazing humans listening that might not even be in 12 step and they might be normal? They're not alcoholics. Who's normal? What's normal? anyway? <laughs> We're normal? all messed up. Uh, <laughs> I really want to dive in on that normal thing, but I'm going <laughs> to like, <slide. laughs> <laughs> slide we're here to talk about service i think we're all like living this life and i i feel truly blessed that you know i was had you know have, have an experience in a life with alcoholism and addiction because it brought me to recovery a lot quicker than i would have found some of the growth that i found in my life but i'll leave that for another time uh, <clears throat> the service aspect it's difficult in the beginning to see the point of it 
especially because we're coming from such a different perspective when we're in our addiction, which is everything. What's if what's in it for me? How can I manipulate this situation? How do I control it? All this stuff. That is the mindset we're taking. We're coming from this place of scarcity. When we get into recovery, we're moving into hopefully a place of abundance and faith, right? So service you can tap into, but what I try to do with service today, when I'm calling it to the forefront of my consciousness is I can see every interaction that I have with everything in my day through the lens of service. How can I contribute to this? What am I doing to contribute, whether it's interaction with the environment or interaction with, which is like people that I come across in my day, if I'm in a meeting with somebody, you know, rather than just focusing on what am I getting out of this? What am I giving to this? And just taking that mindset of what can I give here in this situation? How can I better everyone's experience in this? Or like, how can I interact with the environment in a better way? Or how can I interact with my dog in a better way? Every interaction I have is an interaction to to have an opportunity for service. There isn't like I do service here and then I don't do it over here. Service isn't just making coffee before the meeting or volunteering at a nonprofit or whatever. Service can be involved in every interaction that you have with everything that you interact with throughout the entire day, every day. Yeah. Can you just repeat that, Brian, how you said, what can I give? Can you just, can you just say that? Yeah, it is about what can I give? It is. It's, I'm not a math person, but for whatever reason, I use this uh, analogy a lot. Like when I'm looking at the equation of like what an interaction is, I think about can I add the element of service as a factor to compute this equation, right? Can I insert service into this factor of, of how I'm going to complete this interaction? And if I have that as a part of how I'm living life, like it's always going to be there and I'm always going to have the opportunity to engage with it in the hope that that'll better kind of the situation and just like create a more positive ripple effect as I go through the world. Cause, uh, yeah, that's, it feels good to know that you're contributing rather than, than taking. Yeah. Oh my guys. And this is why BT, it comes back all the time is for moments <laughs> like this. So Brian Tierney, thank you. Having you here is such a blessing. If you could, if you could sum up service in one to three words of what it has done for you in your life, what would those one to three words be? I would say purpose, worth, and community. Purpose, worth, and community. Ah, Brian! Yeah. Service definitely gives me the opportunity to engage in a sense, sense of purpose, right? And that makes me feel like I'm worth something. And I've also found my best people through engaging with service because I'm kind of surrounding myself with like-minded people who are also engaging with service. So that's those kind of connections are really powerful and help grow your recovery network. But then I also meet people that I'm being of service with and and for and to and all that, and I get to make connections there. So it is a quick way to grow a really great community of rock star recovery people or just people in your life that are a positive influence on your, on your process. And there you have it, you guys. Brian Tierney, again, just slaying, slaying. So this is you being of service right now because you're building me up. And this is a great way to start my day (laughs) to just have Michael give me all this positive affirmation. I love it. 
this is why he's here. Brian, thank you again for being here. And we appreciate you. The world appreciates your, your insights and knowledges and observations on, on everything. And so you guys don't worry, like hold on to your, to your seats or hold on to your knickers. He will be back for another episode. Okay. <laughs> and he's laughing at me. And so it was Christy, but it's fine. I thought that was a great phrase. So hold on to your knickers, ladies and gents. He will be back. I want to go ahead and end this episode by reminding you, if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. All right, you guys, I'll see you in July.